Welcome back to the Suru's podcast. In the previous episode, we heard how Guru Hargobind was anointed Guru in front of all the Sikh congregation. How the Sikh congregations had brought with them offerings for the Guru from across the subcontinent. They brought with them weapons, horses, fine clothes, jewelry. And then the last episode ended off with Guru Hargobind then finishing this Divan session, the court session, before mounting a fast horse and heading towards his mother's residence. So that's where chapter 44 starts off, describing how Mata Ganga was waiting with great love in her heart for Guru Hargobind to hear how the day had went. Guru Hargobind was decked out in the finest of clothes, strapped with weapons when he approached the residence. Mata Ganga saw Guru Hargobind from far and was overjoyed with the sight of her son. Guru Hargobind came close and then bowed down to his mother. Mata Ganga then gave her blessings to him, spoke very softly, softly asking, Oh son, how much congregation came today for the Divan? Did you meet with the Masans, the community leaders from far off lands? Did they bring with them offerings? Was it just like before when your father held Divan sessions? Guru Hargobind then described the entire day to her saying, all the Masans that could come arrived bringing with them offerings of weapons, clothes, fine horses. The Masans that were in very far off lands, they had not arrived yet, but they're on their way. And But still, countless Sikhs have come into Amritsar with great faith. They all made me really happy. Some of them brought weapons, some, some of them brought horses. Very soon now, we'll have amassed a large army with fearless warriors that will never even take one step back in battle. Guru Nanak had spread Sikhi vast across the subcontinent and all of these Sikhs had come today. So listening to this, Mata Ganga was really happy. She thought, my son is deserving to carry the weight of the title of Guru. Guru Hargobind was sitting there with two Shamsher swords, which themselves, the swords looked like tigers. They were around his waist. He also had a quiver around his waist as well, full of arrows and a bow in hand. Strapped with weapons, he had a very large and beautiful body. Guru Hargobin, who gives peace to his servants and who destroys his enemies. He had spent some time there sitting with his mother before bowing down, and then heading back to his own residence, to his bed, where he took off his weapons and then rested for about 45 minutes, taking a nap. Before getting up, so after this nap, he would get up in the early afternoon and then he would consume a cannabis drink. He would then mount a horse and then head out to, into the wilderness, into the forest to hunt. He was adorned with weapons looking so beautiful while hunting. After which then, in the evening, he would return to the Akal Thakat to hold a divan, a court session, where Sodar, so Reharas, was recited along with Gurbani Kirtan being sung. The congregation would come and have the sight of the Guru during this time experiencing great bliss. Then Guru Hargobind in the late evening just before dark would head to his residence to eat before sleeping during the night but awaking several hours before sunrise to bathe and to meditate. And this would be the Guru's routine daily. Day by day he would do this and day by day he would grow in size because he was still in his youth. Across the areas of Madja and Dwabba of Punjab Proclamations were made that the Guru is looking for warriors to enroll in his newly made army. 
From this initial proclamation alone, 400 soldiers had come to Amritsar and they had bowed down to Guru Hargobin, who was sitting at the Akal Tagat. Guru Hargobin saw them and asked one of his Sikhs, Who are these people? Go and ask them why they are here and what do they want. A Sikh then went and asked them, From what new land are you guys from? What do you guys want of the Guru? The 400 warriors were standing there with their hands clasped and they asked, sorry, they responded saying, we are looking for work. We are from Maja and Dwaba. We desire to live with the Guru. The Sikh then came back to Guru Hargobind and said, these young men want to enroll in your forces. They are looking for work. Then Guru Hargobind understood the backstory to this, that the Devtas, the gods, had taken birth in this world now. And they were spread across the different villages and areas, across many different castes. Some were born into Brahmin families, some Vash families, some Khatri, some Sudar families, across all the four castes. And now they have all come here to work for the Guru. They understand that they will be blessed in working for the Guru and fighting for the Guru, destroying the Turks and waging great war. So Guru Hargobind then made a proclamation to his Sikhs that they should all be enrolled, enroll them all, and feed them from the communal kitchen. Guru Hargobind then stepped off the Kaltakut, walked towards them, and inspected them all. They were all very young men. Some only had a little bit of beard, some didn't have any beard. They were all around about 20 to 25 years old. Nobody had any weapons, nobody had any nice clothes. These people that the Turks, the Mughals called poor, uncivilized, uncultured, that the Turks gave them no opportunity for jobs. Guru Hargobind kept them close and bestowed upon them fine clothes and the finest of weapons, making them look glorious. They would now stay in close company with Guru Hargobind and would practice in the art of warfare. Guru Hargobind gave them all types of swords, khanda swords, karg swords, tafangs, matchlock rifles, kaman, bows, and made them practice daily with them. Guru Hargobin gave them horses to mount and they would ride out all together every day into the forest to hunt. And in this way Guru Hargobin taught them the art of warfare. So Guru Hargobin would go hunting every day, shooting arrows, shooting his matchlock rifle. And in the hunting party they also had a variety of different types of hawks there with them as well. Along with the hawks they had hunting dogs, even cheetahs were used uh, during this time of the Mughal period for hunting. They also had another large cat called a Karakal. So with all of these animals, they went hunting with Guru Hargobind and his warriors. They roamed around the forest on horseback before heading back in the early evening to the Akal Tafat. At this time, Tadis had come into Amritsar as well. Tadis are bard singers, notably Abdullah, Tadi came and he was one Tadi who was amazingly skilled in singing about war which even by listening to even a coward was inspired and pumped up and ready for battle so Guru Hargun was really impressed by him and he employed him telling the Masans to give him a, a good salary so that he would sing the songs of warriors of old in the evening he was gifted a very strong horse and day by day the army of Guru Hargun was increasing and the news that Guru Hargobin was raising this army, that he was a very large and very strong warrior. That news was spreading across the subcontinent. 
Droves of Sikhs were now coming into Amritsar, bringing with them offerings, which largely consisted of weapons and horses. Mata Ganga, Guru Hargobind's mother, seeing this, seeing the vast amount of Sikhs coming and streaming into Amritsar, she was at peace, knowing that the Sikh community was still striving. The Sikhs were participating in devotional practices, and this demonstrated how the Guru's house still shined foremost amongst uh, all spiritual paths. And at the same time, the army was ever increasing in the city as well. The armory was constantly filling up, demonstrating how the Guru's house was also taking the sovereignty, the authority over all other forms of authority. So day by day, excitement in the city was ever increasing. And several months passed like this. So now it was fall time. So the summer had passed like this. The Bali was approaching now. And the Sikh congregations from all over the subcontinent were getting ready to participate in this festival of Diwali in Amritsar with Guru Hargobind. So the congregations arrived, they bathed in the Sarovar, the pool at Amritsar Sahib, before receiving the sight of the Darshan of Guru Hargobind. They would bring with them only the finest of weapons and horses to please Guru Hargobind, who during this festival went first to Haramandar Sahib to bow down and then came and sat at the Akal Takat, where he greeted the Masans and the Sikhs who had come from afar. One king from South India had even sent with a Masand a very large, very strong elephant, along with horses and weapons. Guru Hargobind at this time was also thinking that it was Diwali time, all the congregation was here, and he wanted to start a new tradition in remembrance of his father, Guru Arjun Devji. So he had asked a servant to prepare the elephant, get it decked out, and the five horses, along with some fine clothes as well. So he went in front of the Akal Takat. He took a Hukam Nama from the Poti Sahib, the Guru Granth Sahib. Bhai Gurdas performed the ceremony. Guru Hargobind then did a Ardas, remembering the names of the previous five Gurus. He then gifted this elephant to Abdullah, the Dardi singer. And then Guru Hargobind then went into Haramanda Sahib, took the rest of the donations, the five horses and the fine clothes, and he gave it to those serving and performing Kirtan there. Guru Hargobind then came back, addressed the Sangata congregation saying that the Sikhs should follow this tradition now, that after the passing of, family, of a family member, they should donate to the house of the Guru. Whoever follows this tradition to the fullest extent of their abilities will be blessed. And the ones who had passed in their family, they will be supported in the afterlife. Any sins that they had committed will be forgiven. So in this manner, Guru Hargobind gave out charity to his Sikhs while thinking with great love about his late father. All the Sikhs saw this and praised the Guru, understanding him to be a great warrior who was assembling a massive army. And this is how chapter 44 concludes. In the next chapter, we'll hear how Guru Hargobind is training up his army, how he hunts in the forest, along with a very vivid description of Guru Hargobind's youthful body. So that's what we'll pick up next time. But as always, we would like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. <laughs> Get out of here, you